Welcome back to Kaidan Japanese Scary Stories. This is Ryoko. And this is Kat. So we were not able to do <laughs> that extra episode before Halloween. I'm we're... sorry. It was just, yeah, the schedule. Too much going too on. Too much going on in October, but this will just be another Monday episode. Yeah, another like usual. Which is kind of close to Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully everyone had a good safe spooky halloween (laughs) (laughs) safely at home (laughs) yeah so this week it is mixed genre with um i don't think do we we didn't do any scary people one yet right i think this is just scary people one right for kind of with a supernatural twist on one of them yeah but like mostly it's just like these are not like fully fully ghost human (laughs) yeah the scariness of humans <laughs> and what they can do. Yeah. So, um, which is always like that's always scary to me yeah, too. That's Even very more scary. than ghost stories sometimes because you know that this happened somewhere to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like oh you could be you could be like you could still enjoy ghost stories but not think that ghosts are real but you can't deny that there are perverts. There's a darkness out there, out the there. <laughs> and yeah, it's mean people, so scary. scary. Mean people, people, scary people. Yeah, so hope you enjoy. Hope these you. Stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes, here's the first story. This next story is from a comedian named Yoshi Masao, and this was something that happened to his wife when she was still in high school. So his wife, this was her last year of, uh, she was in her third year of high school. And this this happened during summer break around 2 a.m. at night. So it seemed like mostly everyone was asleep, but she had still, she was staying up to watch TV or something when she suddenly hears her mother scream from her mom's bedroom. And she runs to her mother's room and her father and older sister have rushed over too. And in the dark bedroom, they see her mother sitting up on her futon and they turn on the light and ask her like what happened what happened and she replies a man was on top of me right now like on right on top of me and they're like what right now like are you sure and they're like looking around but they don't see anyone there's like there's no one in this room and her mother then points towards the doorway and confused they look behind him when a man rushes out from behind the door where he was hiding and dashes straight to the balcony and jumps over the like partition fence, runs away. And her dad yells, like, it's dangerous. You guys stay here. Like, call the cops. And he runs out to chase after the man. And her dad runs all around the neighborhood but cannot find this guy anywhere. So he just gives up and heads back to his house when he sees a pair of shoes in front of the balcony their <laughs> apartment's balcony and he then realizes oh, like oh these must be the criminals like he must have taken it off to not make any noise when he snuck in so he decides to grab this as evidence and as he's doing this he sees about 30 feet away there's a middle-aged man watching him with no shoes on <laughs> so he's like it's you <laughs> and he runs after the guy and tackles him to the ground and keeps him there until the police come And the guy gets arrested. So later, her mother gets called to the police station to look at a lineup through, like, two-way glass Mm. thing. Like, kind of like in the cop shows. 
And the police ask her, like, do you recognize anyone in this lineup? But she replies, I'm sorry, it was so dark in the room. I didn't see their face too well, so I can't say for sure. And the police are like, that's fine, that's fine. Actually, like, would you mind looking through something else? Like, we found some things at this man's house. So we would like you to look through if you recognize anything. So she gets taken into a room where there's a blue tarp laid out. And on the tarp, there are a ton, like almost like a hun- hundreds of women's panties, like underwear. Oh, God. <laughs> Panties. <laughs> and the police asks if she like recognizes any of them. And she's like, like shocked but she's like okay she's like looking through them and like she's carefully looking through but then she doesn't recognize any of them Mm. and then at that point her and the police start to wonder if they maybe got the wrong guy but so throughout this whole like i mean whether he's wrong or right he's still (laughs) a panty thief he's still a panty thief (laughs) (laughs) so for the police station like um when the mother went to the police station, like, both her daughters, so the comedian's wife and her older sister went with their mom to, like, mm-hmm. be, like, moral support for her. So they were there, and they're, like, also looking through the panties with their mother, and that's when his wife suddenly says, oh my god, like, this one is mine? This is the underwear I used to wear when I was in third grade. No! And then, like, so she's like, these are from when I was in elementary school. This is from middle school. This one is from high school. Like, this is from recently. (laughs) So then she is just like, what is happening? So then his wife is like, um, do you ask the policeman, like, do you mind if I look at the lineup again? And this time when she goes and looks at the lineup they have, she recognizes one of the people in the lineup and it was her third grade teacher no so nasty (laughs) so it turned out for about 10 years between her being in third grade till like third year of high school Uh. this teacher had been slowly stealing underwear and he decided that like now that she's like in his eyes quote-unquote old enough he was gonna attack her so he snuck into the house but he actually didn't know where her room was, so he just chose a random room and ended up picking the wrong room mm. with his her mother instead sleeping in there. So he got arrested and he got sent to jail. God, that's so nasty. Yeah, and like, I mean, the more information they found out, he said that he had like fallen in love with her when she was in third grade and just continued to like watch her grow What's up. there to fall in love with? No, I mean, he's disgusting, disgusting pedophile. But yeah, he, he was just so in love with her. Uh. And, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and they said like, yes, he got arrested and like sent to jail, but that wasn't like the end of it. Like apparently to this day, Every now and then, like, maybe once or twice a year, they receive a letter, quote-unquote, of apology from him. But the thing is, uh, usually, like, when somebody is really sorry about something, they would... You would think they would write a letter on, like, a like official-looking, mm-hmm. like, you know, letter. I mean, just, yeah. just to show how serious they are, are about it. But so far, all the letters they've received have been on these, like, weird greeting cards, <laughs> like... Like, greetings from New York, or, like, greetings from, like, Paris. Like, these weird, like, travel postcards. And so his... Is like, a power move? His... Also, if he's a... If he got arrested, did he go to prison? Like, aren't prisoners not allowed to I don't to think he country? went that long. 
But, like, you're not allowed to leave the country usually, right? They said it's not sent from that okay. country. So it's just, like, he bought these, like, fancy postcards, like, so trying to, like, flex weird. in a weird way. <laughs> so weird. But because of those weird postcards, his wife and him are worried that, like, this guy's not sorry about what he did. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just so weird. He's, like, what? Is he thinking that maybe he has a chance still? Oof. Like, he's not over it? But, Yeah. She's just a creepy thing that she's still dealing with. Also, you think, I don't know, like, you think that there would be some sort of restraining order where he can't, like, contact her. Yeah. (laughs) In America, I feel like there is. Yeah, I feel like him sending letters is more of a power than it is, like, an apology, I feel like. I would ask the police to, like, not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, throw him back to jail or something. (laughs) Like... I mean, he shouldn't, he should, I don't know, if he's sending her a letter, does that mean he knows where she lives, or is it, like, to a P.O. box? Like, that's pretty creepy. Also, it's gross, like, hundreds, like, over the years, I guess, I mean, yeah. And this is a very Asian thing to happen, because everyone uh, dries their laundry outside. So it's easy to steal. I feel like in America, like, panty thieves aren't. Yeah, I don't think it's a thing because I mean... But in Japan, it's a huge issue because everyone is hanging their laundry, like, right in their front yard. Or for apartment complex, if you live on the first floor, like, it's so... You can just reach over and steal it, like, Uh, if you... If that's what you want. uh, (laughs) So gross. But it's so gross that, like... Like, like, since she was in... third grade, he's been stealing her pants. And, like, it's understandable. Like, when one or two are missing sometimes, like, especially if you hang your laundry outside, yeah. it, it happens. Like, the wind I blows mean, it away. I mean, it already happens with socks. Somehow I always lose, like, yeah, all my so, socks. Yeah, so, like, it's it's something that you don't notice, especially if it's, like, a young kid. So gross. So gross. <sighs> so gross. I can't yeah. believe he was a third grade teacher. And the, they were saying the scary thing that he was still a teacher. Oh. Like, when so he got nasty. caught, like, but I mean, it seemed like his affections didn't wave from her, but it's still gross. Like, he has the capabilities of falling in love with a third grade girl, so. It's interesting because it's like he fell in love with her, but he also is like, but I'm not actually a pedophile because I won't, like, do anything to her. But then at the same time, I'm still going to steal the panties. Like I'm going to steal the panties. I mean, clearly he had bad intent. He was. Yeah, like, obviously a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so gross, so gross. And I mean, like he broke in to rape her. Like that's yeah, yeah. not. Ugh. The panty thieving is bad, but yeah, definitely bad that he was like, oh, she's in like you know, she's old enough now. She's it's like eighteen. Oh well, it's time for me to move, make my move. Oh, like God. so gross, and it must be so yeah, it's so disgusting. Like in a sense, it's good nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, thank God. It must have been so scary for her mom, too, so. Oh my gosh, yeah. But yeah. And just... I guess it's good that it's, like, in an apartment, like, her her family can, like, immediately get to her. Yeah. Like, as soon as they her mom screamed, like, they were just, like, rushing in there, so it's good. I guess it's good the guy got <laughs> too... <laughs> I don't know. He clearly didn't plan it out very well. Yeah, he seemed to have planned everything out. (laughs) Like, I mean, Really poorly. Like, he didn't know which room she was in. He clearly didn't bother to, like, cover 
whoever he's attacking's mouth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not which very is good, good escape which plan. Is good. Ran away without his shoes. <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's good he was incompetent because they were able to catch him. But like, I mean, the guy was saying, I, I'm suspicious if that guy has learned his lesson. Yeah. He seems like he still thinks that he has a chance somehow. <laughs> so gross. So gross. But yeah, so creepy. Panty thieves. <laughs> I'm glad that's not a thing in America. <laughs> yeah. So this next story is from a musician. Her stage name is Jinsei Dameko, which is like Miss No Good With Life. <laughs> That's like the translation. So she was saying that she's like, oh, you may think my name sounds odd, but this is the name she goes by in the band that she's in. Mm. And currently she's a musician um, who is under like universal music and stuff. But before she was a musician, she used to work as a chat lady. I don't know what the English term is. Is that also chat lady? What is a chat it's lady? It's like kind of like um, you know, when you like stream and you talk to people, but like one on one, like guys like pay money, like and you like talk to them online. I don't know if there's an equivalent like thing. A kosher cam girl. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it can also be sexual. It's whatever they want. Mm. So mm. it is a cam girl, right? But yeah, I always I had this image that cam girl was like with a lot of people. I assume cam you girls pay extra one-on-one. to be one on one with them. I don't know too much about that world. <laughs> Pretty much, it's it's a cam girl. Yeah, where she like talks one on one with guys, and she was saying that like during her time as a cam girl or chat lady, um, there was a moment she was like one of the top earning chat ladies online, and like right now too, she sometimes holds sessions. She trains people mm. to become like good chat ladies. <laughs> So this is something that happened to her when she was starting up. So she was still like new to everything. And when you first start, she was saying it's like kind of like awkward, odd, right? Trying to talk to somebody Mm. and try to keep them talking. And you've never met them before and you want them to like you. So then you're just like so like weird about it. Yeah. And like the longer you talk, the more money you get. So it's actually very hard to keep like conversations interesting conversations going for that long so then she said when she first started her conversations would end in about like 15 minutes <laughs> like people would just get bored of her yeah but like even when she was like struggling there was this one customer she was she said she just calls him like person s mr s and he was very easy to talk to from the get-go, like, from the first session. It was super interesting. Like, they had nice, interesting conversations. He was very easy to talk to. And he, like, quickly became one of her regulars mm. who would pay to talk, like, I mean, ask for her, like, two, three times a week for a couple of hours. But there were many things that felt very off about this customer, even though he was very easy to talk to. And one thing was whenever they chatted the room she saw him chatting from was super dirty. Like, not regular dirty, but, like, hoarder dirty. Mm. Like, trash and non-trash things were just piled up high to the ceiling. It was, like, filling his whole room out. And he didn't try to hide it or anything. Mm. Like, he was just sitting there talking to her in this, like, weird, like, trash-filled room. Mm. And also, like, his clothes were always dirty and, like, kind of tattered. And his, like, hair was also, like, dirty and, like, tangled up and long. And, like, it just, everything was dirty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And, but like, even though he was dirty, he was very easy to talk to. So she was just like, I guess, I mean, he must have something going on. And, but there was like another thing that was also off about him was like, he is interesting to talk to, but, and he would joke around and stuff too, but his expression was like super serious. Like, even when he's joking, his face was just like blank, Mm -hmm. like super serious. So with all of these combined together, she just had a gut feeling she shouldn't ask him too much about his private life because the little she did sense from him was not good. But, you know, it's not her job to question him about his life choices. So, but yeah, he was a regular. So after talking to each other a lot, like they started to get really friendly because, I mean, they talked like two, three times a week for like hours. And after like... All their conversations, she, like, pieced together that he lives pretty close to where she lives. Oh, no. Which was super worrying, because, like, usually, like, customers, when they find out that you live nearby, they might want to, like, meet you in person. And, like, they'll stop coming to your site and stuff and stop paying for you, right? And they want to, like, meet in person. I mean, that's the bare... That's, like, the least you should be worried about. There's, like, way more... Oh, no, no. And, yeah. And also another thing was that, like, he was so off. She <laughs> He felt so off. So she was scared of bumping into him. Because mm-hmm. he knows what she looks like. I mean, yeah. yeah, they chat each other with, like, live stream. So she was super scared that he would find out that she lived nearby so she always told him like she tried to throw him off and like told him that she lived in another prefecture Mm. so he wouldn't have been like asked to see her Mm. or anything but one day she was chatting him like usual and it seemed like maybe he was drunk or something that day so he was in a super good mood and she saw him smile for the first time like laugh and smile and stuff Mm. because he was like drunk and They're talking, and then he asks her, like, oh, do you want to hear something funny? And she says, sure. What is it? I've raped my younger sister before. Ugh. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. What? (laughs) So then she is, like, shocked when she hears this and doesn't know what to say. But he said it so normal and, like, happy. So she wanted to – there's, like, a million things that went through her mind, like – how could you do something like that? Or like just end this conversation already? <laughs> like as soon as it's like I raped my sister, end. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but I think she was just shocked, and then she was like, "What? What? Like you know, how could you do that? What happened to your family? Like all these things went through her mind." But then she wasn't sure if she wanted to ask this man anything else. Yeah. And that's when she's thinking. As she's thinking this, she's like in shock. She kind of hears something outside like far away like a person speaking or shouting or something and then the noise is like getting closer and closer until she realizes that what she's hearing was a local politician was like blasting like election information no through a speaker attached to a car and they're driving through the whole town no and then she's like oh my gosh no like this customer he lives in the same town as me so there's a very very high chance he probably heard this election car too like so if he sees hears it from her side he'll know that she lives in his town yeah so she quickly shuts down the chat and then after that she's so scared she decides like 
to quit being a chat lady for a mm-hmm. while because she just doesn't want to deal with yeah him finding she's not sure if he heard it or not but mm-hmm. just the chance that i mean whether he heard it or not that oh my god oh yeah lying. yeah that <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh we almost forgot he confessed about a huge crime <laughs> a huge huge crime a really yeah creepy creepy crime so she quits being a chat lady for a while and about and about two weeks after that happened, a friend of hers invites her to go out for dinner. So they meet up at a local bar, izakaya restaurant thing. And she can't drink much, but her friend likes drinking. So they end up chatting and drinking till past midnight. And she ends up getting back to her apartment around 3 a.m. And the apartment she lived at at that time had only stairs and she lived on the fourth floor. So that's a climb. <laughs> Yeah. Every day. Every day. We were just living on the second floor. I was like, damn, these stairs. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of apartments. Like, smaller apartments in Japan don't have elevators. Mm -hmm. And even the big ones have these dinky elevators. So I remember, what was it, when we were at that Airbnb in, was it Paris? Six floors (laughs) up. Six floors up, yeah. I think (laughs) it's a common thing overseas a lot. So she starts going up the stairs, but around the third floor, she notices that someone is following her up the stairs. There's still a chance that it could be someone who lived, like, in the apartment. So she decides to, like, test the waters by, like, she stops going up the stairs for a moment and, like, pretends to, like, check her phone. And, like, waiting to see if the person behind her will, like, keep going up Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, pass her. But the person that behind is a risky move. <laughs> No, I would not stop for anything. I'd be going faster up the stairs. I know, right? It's like I don't care. I'm gonna go as fast <laughs> as I can and then when I get to the door, I'm gonna book it. <laughs> but she the person following her stops too. So then she's like, Ooh, okay, no. She shuts her phone and like she is like quickly going up the stairs to the fourth floor now. Mm-hmm. And she hears the footsteps still coming up behind her. And she's, like, dashing to her door, and she's, like, reaching in her bag trying to get her keys, but she can't find them. It's like, oh, when you're stressed, you can't find your keys. You never find your keys when you're stressed. Also, okay, when she was checking her phone, like, I feel like I would have, like, texted a friend being like, creep following me, call 911. Yeah. I think she was just, like, trying to get to her. I mean, she should have gone, well, once again, you don't know what happens when you're, like, panicked. You, like, do these things, too. So then she's, like, trying to find her keys. She can't find it. She's, like, in front of her door, still scrambling. And she finds them. She's, like, she puts the key into the lock when she hears from right behind her. Like, oh, excuse me. And someone puts their hand on her shoulder. And she said she felt, she got goosebumps, like, all up and down her whole body. And her mind was just, like, going crazy. And she's super panicked, but her body won't move at all. But she had a feeling that, like, she shouldn't show him any sign of weakness. And, like, she, even though, like, um, she was panicked and her body would move, she was like, I have to figure out somehow to, like, fight back. But, like, mm-hmm. she didn't know what to do because her body's not moving. So she decides to make the loudest noise she can make. So she screams, like, what do you want? Like, in a super deep, <laughs> deep, like, the deepest, scariest voice she can <laughs> think of. And, like, the loudest, too. Yeah. And then the hand moves back and is like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And then the, the footsteps go away. Coward. <laughs> so she quickly took this chance to open her door and like she 
jumps into her apartment, locks the door, and then she calls her friend immediately and tells her what happened. And her friend is, like, super worried for her. So she's like, okay, lock all the doors, stay put. Like, I'm going to grab my boyfriend real quick and we're going to go to your place right now. (laughs) So to be with you until you, like, call the cops or something. So she's, like, waiting in her apartment, like, shaking. And the place, the shoulder that the man touched just feels so gross and, like, weird. And she's just so scared. And suddenly, like, outside she hears, like, multiple police sirens. Mm -hmm. And she opens, she kind of, like, opens her window and, like, looks down. And she can see, like, four to five, like, police cars outside of her apartment at this point. And she thinks, oh, wait, why are they here? Like, I haven't called them yet. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, so many. (laughs) So then um, she gets a phone call from a friend saying that they've arrived, but they can't, like, come up because Mm -hmm. it's, like, blocked. And she's like, okay, like, I'll come and get you guys. So she goes down to get her friend and she like goes down and her friend and her boyfriend, the friend's boyfriend is there. And like, she's like telling her like everything that happened, like when a police officer approaches them Mm. and they ask her like, oh, are you a tenant here? And she's like, yes, I am. And actually like this, this, this happened. And he like, she tells the police officer what just happened to her. Mm -hmm. And the police officer is like, okay, do you mind telling us more about this in detail like can you come with us to tell us in detail because actually this might like have something to do with why we're here right now (laughs) and she's like agreeing to like go and tell them when she hears like a man screaming and then she like looks over to see where it's coming from and in front of the apartment a man is like thrashing around on the ground with like three officers trying to hold him down and she's like, oh my gosh, is that the man that was, like, following her? But it was so dark. Like, mm-hmm. it was already, like, super late at night, early morning. She can't see the man's face, who's, mm-hmm. like, thrashing around in the ground. But the officers managed to, like, wrangle the guy, finally. And, like, they're, like, dragging him to the police car. And for a brief moment in the headlights, she sees the man's face. And it's her customer, Mr. S. Mm, of course. And yeah, later on, she it turns out that Mr. S was a serial rapist who targeted like meek women who lived around him in his mm-hmm. town. And this time, though, like he, he got caught and like, I guess after he called out to her and like touched her shoulder, he walked away and then he was like roaming the apartment complex, mm. like just like peeking, snooping around and he got caught snooping by some other people like living there and they got creeped out by him so they called the police and the that led to his arrest but yeah it turned out that ever since that day he had heard the election car and he had been looking for her and she's just like to the states she gets so scared to think what could have happened if she didn't scare him off Mm. and she also later found out that the story he gleefully told her about raping his sister was all true. Mm, so nasty. Super, super gross. So, yeah, so disgusting. Also, like, so many police cars came for this because they had already been looking for him. Like, a man fitting the description of... Mm. That's so did he, like, rape other women other than his sister? Yeah, so he he had been raping, like, a ton of women in the town. So he, I think he was just going for her next. But the thing is, she scared him off. (laughs) I mean, he's a loser, so. (laughs) 
And he likes attacking meek women, so she yeah. since she like gave off like, when she was like, "Oh, get the fuck away from me!" And he's like, yeah, oh, "What do you want?" Like, <laughs> he got scared. I'm a loser. So disgusting. I mean, it's a good thing he's a loser, but God. Yeah, because sometimes that's not enough for some guys. Yeah. but I mean, he's so. Ugh, God. Man, it sucks being a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's just a creepy story. I mean, yeah. it's so good that she... I mean, I'm like, oh, this is a good move to, like, you know, yeah. try to... Yeah, to... Shout it, and make herself scary. <laughs> yeah. Undesirable, to whatever, <laughs> creep monster. Oh, my gosh. It's just... Uh, that type of job, too, just seems so dangerous. Because it's... Mm, like, I don't know. I feel like when somebody is paying for your time and attention, they feel like almost like you're beholden to them yeah even though you're not yeah even though you're not so it it does feel like pretty risky um Mm -hmm. once again i mean i'm sure it's not everyone she's like yeah mostly it's safe for her she continued being a chat lady after this oh i would not (laughs) not i mean i wouldn't do it in america where it's dangerous and i wouldn't do it in japan where Where it's dangerous (laughs) dangerous there's so many stalkers in japan like so many stalkers, i feel like yeah. any little thing like clearly just him hearing like a politician like announcing their election campaign oh was enough gosh. to like track where she lived like and that's the thing um it's common thing in japan like during mm-hmm. election time like politicians will rent like a speaker car and they'll just be like oh hi my name is like blah 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 like I fight for these things. Like they'll just like drive this Vote car around, and it'll be so loud too. You can literally hear it like throughout the whole town. I mean, I guess that's probably cheaper than like doing a TV ad. Or yeah, something. they don't do TV ads, so maybe that's why they do these car ones. But mm-hmm. it is bad for this <laughs> kind of situation. But yeah, super super creepy story. That's so scary. Super creepy. So this next story is from uh, Monk Miki Dion. I think mm. we covered his uh, African Kennel story <laughs> in the previous episode, which is like one of my favorites. And this one's really interesting too. Really creepy, mm. interesting story. So in Kyoto, where he has his temple, there are a lot of college students who come to Kyoto to attend the universities because they have a lot of really, really like good universities. Mm. And he was saying, like, I'm sure, like, many of you have experience working, like, part-time in university. But he, like, through this thing that he experienced, he found out that, like, there was a job called being, like, a rental girlfriend. So with a fixed hourly price, you can be hired to become someone's girlfriend for a couple hours. And not, like, just, like, a sexual thing. Like, literally just do, like, girlfriend things. Like, go on dates and, like, hanging out. So this story was something he heard from a female college student that he helped at one point. And this student, she got hired by a certain man to become his girlfriend. And she went out to meet him. And the man who hired her was a middle-aged man with, like, long hair who gave off a vibe, like, just to her, of, like, kind of like a man that girls would dislike. (laughs) Yeah, like, she's like, I can't explain it, but he just had this aura. (laughs) (laughs) so which is a cruel thing to say but but she just thought that in her head and she said 
for just one of the parts of the job she found fulfilling was the fact that like in some way she could help like these men get used to interacting with girls but when she meets up with this man like she's having a hard time like just breaking down his wall because he won't speak a word to her and then finally she just says like oh maybe like we can just like you know just talk about anything you want like about our hobbies or something fun to get started and hearing this man finally like opens his mouth and says like yes i'm so sorry like i just don't feel very comfortable talking to women and she's like oh i understand like i really understand but like since there's like a time limit to this too like please use this to like say whatever you want to me like even if you think i may not like you for it just like say whatever you want because i won't judge you for it and he's like oh okay i see like yeah then um this might be cliche but what are your hobbies and she's like, oh, like, I like collecting teddy bears and, like, cute bear stuff. Mm. So, like, if you were to gift me something, <laughs> like, like I would love something, like, with something like a bear on it or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so she, from there, she start, they start talking. And then he's like, oh, okay, you like bears. Like, I'll keep my eyes out for them. And for her, too, like, along with her hourly wage, she gets, like, an extra, like, $10, $20 if they choose her again. If they keep asking for her, she gets an additional price. So she's like, so she kind of wants these men to like her. And like when he says this, she's like, oh, like, you know, she responds super happy. Mm. Oh, that would make me so happy if you brought me something like that next time. And so that day they part ways. And after a little while, the same man books her again. And this time they, when they meet up, his like hair, he got a haircut and he's, like, dressed nicer than last time. <laughs> and seeing this makes her actually pretty happy. And she's like, oh, like, you know, let's go get some more nice clothes for you. Like, you look so nice today and stuff like that. So then they go shopping together. They go to the movies. They spend a couple hours together. And this time when they're about to part ways, he's like, oh, I remember you telling me that you like cute bear things. So I brought you a gift this time. And he takes out, like, a soft bear character hat like the type you would get in like tokyo disneyland mm. you know like the character hats mm -hmm. i don't know if they sell at disneyland here i see it mostly in asia yeah i don't know either but they're just like like cute hats yeah like kind of soft and i mean plushy, it's pretty right? much a like yeah. a plush you put on your head yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you can't really wear anywhere else except disneyland <laughs> but it's like cute so you want to get it when you're there yeah and then you have it and you're like what do i do with this now <laughs> i mean it just becomes like a regular plush after that but yeah so he he gives her a, like a bear character hat and she's like oh thank you like i'll send you some photos of me wearing it and then they part ways and she's like really happy that like things are with the way that things are going and after a short while she gets booked again by this man mm. and this time when she shows up He's dressed even nicer than before. <laughs> he's just getting progressively better. <laughs> yeah. But this time he's like walking with a limp. Oh. So she asks him, like, have you injured your leg or something? Like, are you okay? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't dress up like this all the time. So I just got like my shoes, like I got like a sore from the new leather shoes. So she says like, oh no, well, let me know if it hurts too much and we can like rest somewhere nearby and like, let's not try to walk around too much today. And he responds like, I'm so sorry I'm limping like this today, but actually I brought you another gift for you today. And he takes out like these teddy bear slippers 
And she's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, I'm so glad I have like another bear thing for my collection. And they part ways. And after a week passes, she doesn't get booked or she doesn't like hear from him at all. And like rental girlfriends do cost a lot of money. So she understands when like customers can't meet up all the time. But then like it's kind of been like a long time. So then she thinks that maybe like she did something to offend him somehow. Mm. And as she's like thinking about this, like slowly, like day by day, she starts to not feel well. And around the time she's like starting to not feel that well physically, she gets booked by him again. And she feels so sick that she ends up reaching out to him saying, like, I'm so sorry. Like, I have a horrible headache. I feel nauseous all the time. So I have to turn down this booking this time. Mm. But then, like, a few weeks later, she gets another booking by him. And since she last messaged him, her health has gotten even worse. And she's just been, like, she hasn't been able to work at all. Like, not just him. But then at this point, it's been a few weeks and she hasn't been working. So she doesn't have any money. So she decides to, like, just drag herself out to, like, do this job. And when she arrives, the man seems to have had a cold or something because he's, like, wearing a mask. And she says, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I've been so unwell these past weeks. Like, are you also not feeling well since, like, you're wearing a mask today? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've just been having this, like, cold that just doesn't go away. And then she thinks, like, oh, my gosh, like, he came out to see me, even though he had a cold. Like, I'm so glad I pushed myself to come out today. Mm. And so they, like, have a fun date. And they're like, well, they're both sick. (laughs) They're both ill. But, like, I mean, she's like, I'm glad I came out because he also clearly pushed himself to come see me. So they have their fun date and they're about to part ways. And he's like, oh, here for you. And he gives her this big teddy bear. And she's like, oh, another bear. Like, thank you so much. Like, I'm so happy. And she takes the bear and turns to leave. And as she's walking away, the man calls out to her. He says, like, excuse me. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, before we part, like, I wanted to ask you, like, in what way have you been feeling ill recently? So then she's like, oh, I've just been really, like, nauseous and have bad headaches. My whole body hurts. (laughs) But, like, when I went to the hospital, they tell me nothing is wrong. So then the man is like, ah, I see, I see. Well, like, you know, please take care. And then they part ways. And after she parts ways with him, her health takes even, like, a worse turn. Mm -hmm. Like, super, super deteriorates. And she can't even go to school anymore. Mm -hmm. And her worried friends, like, come over to visit her at her place. And that's when, like, one of her friends, who has kind of a slight ability to sense supernatural stuff, asks her, like, where did you get all these bear items? And she's like, oh, I got them at work. Like, some one of my customers gave it to me. And she's like, um, you should take these to a temple or shrine or something. I think there's something wrong with these. (laughs) So after hearing that, um, she ends up going to Miki Dion's temple. Mm. And she shows him... The hat, the slippers, the big teddy bear. And Miki now, he picks it up and he, like, feels it. He, like, tries to, like, look at it, but he doesn't feel anything off from it. So, like, just by, like, touching and looking Mm -hmm. at it, he can't tell anything. So then he asks her, like, if she wouldn't mind if he cut it open. Mm -hmm. So he, like, because he has experience where sometimes, like, like, weird talismans and stuff are stuck into products. 
So he's like, oh, I just want to check to see if there's like some something weird in here. So then he first picks up the hat and he opens the hat, like cuts it open. And he sticks his hand in and he pulls out like a bunch of human hair. Oh, God. So it turned out like during the second no day. No wonder he had a haircut. Yeah, he, he came with a fresh haircut. Like all that hair was like inside the hat. And then the next was the slippers. So he opens up the slippers and he finds human nails, like full human nails in it. And it's like, oh my gosh, like that next date he was limping. He'd pulled off all his nails. Ew. And then finally the last, like the teddy bear, when they cut the stomach part open, they found teeth inside. Like. How can you go that far? And... Yeah, so then with all that information, Miki Diamond realized that this man was, like, maybe practicing curses with the rental girlfriend. There were more things they found inside, but Miki Diamond was like, I don't want to say what it was because I don't want people to copy this curse. Yeah. But it's like, these these things are, like, part of, like, a specific curse that you put on people. But okay, like how many times can he curse somebody? He used all of it. I mean, not all. Not of his all. Teeth, but there's a limitation to how many people you can curse with teeth. I mean, At a point, you run out. You run out. I mean, he didn't say it was like filled with teeth. Maybe it was like four or five teeth. So you still so have you more. Can only do it like eight times. <laughs> yeah. And he was saying this story is scary to listen to, but it was really scary for him to see the actual objects in his temple. And I'm sure it's scary for her. She was, like, having the stuff in her house, wearing that hat. Wearing that hat. Maybe wearing those slippers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hugging that bear. Because when the girl came in with her friend and, like, they asked him if he sensed anything wrong, at first he didn't sense anything off about them. Mm. But then he just had a feeling about like the talisman situation, so he like Lucky for cut her, them she open. Has a sensitive friend, like, can you imagine if that yeah. wasn't the case? They just have these cursed objects. And there's like no ghosts in this story, but just like humans and the energy get they give out. It's like like this curse. It's not something a normal person can do. Yeah, like pulling your teeth out. So seeing somebody's like a person's resolve. <laughs> Like, this was super scary. Like, he was willing to go this far. Yeah, with very little promise of it doing anything other than just being creepy. Creepy and weird. Yeah. So he was saying, like, also to actually see the curse take power in her. Yeah, and then he, keep doing it, too. Like, And he's like, it meant, like, like, it worked in a sense. Well, it's like, the crazy part is he still did it. Because it's like the first time he did it was with just hair. And that's like not as big of a deal. And he didn't really know if it worked or not. Yeah. She didn't say anything. Like she wasn't like, oh, I'm feeling ill. It wasn't until after he did the, sh the nail thing. The nail. That also is resolve. I feel like, I mean, teeth is like extreme resolve because that doesn't grow back. But he knows like once he was doing the teeth, he knew it. It took a hold. Yeah, because she was like unwell. But to do the nail thing too, it's just like, that's oh, not something I don't know it worked or not but i will try maybe the maybe the hair wasn't strong enough maybe the nails will be enough <laughs> but also like just ripping your own nail off is also something not a normal also, person like, can do ripping your teeth out like i clearly oh my gosh. it's not oh like my a gosh. dentist that's doing that for him right like, like how much do you have to hate somebody to be able to do that 
And you don't know. That's just intense, intense, intense. And then, yeah, just to do it to, like, a random girl that you don't know. Yeah. I don't... It's a creepy situation. Does he hate her? Like... I mean... But they have a good time? They have a good time. He's practicing, which is so creepy. But uh, Miki Dine was saying, like, he's like, oh, seeing this curse take power in front of him, he knew that that meant that his prayers also have power, probably, but in a more positive way. Mm. So he's like, oh, if I, like, pray strongly enough with, like, positivity, that could have potential to show power in a good way. Mm. So for a curse, you need, like, (laughs) the teeth and the hair and the nails. But, like, for a prayer, it would be, like, you know, like an omomori charm mm-hmm. or, like, you know, good luck talismans. So both, like, negative and positive energies can take shape in, like, some sort of form. So mm-hmm. he was like, oh, in that sense, I felt good. In other sense, he felt very bad. <laughs> that negative. <laughs> the negative is so bad. Yeah, poor girl. I mean, in a way, I guess, for her, like, now that she's been helped, like, those things... I'm sure the curse has eased off, hopefully. I mean, just burn everything. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's eased off. But, like, for her, like, it was just a temporary, mm-hmm. like, pain. That guy has to deal with the fact that he's, <laughs> he he's no- missing some teeth. His nails are probably going to be a bitch to grow back. Like, <laughs> So crazy. I'm like, is this curse worse for him than it is for her? <laughs> Yeah, this isn't, like, a typical... I mean, like, I've seen... You know, there's, like, the curses where you take the the doll I made out of, like... What do you got? Oh, like the voodoo doll curse. The voodoo doll yeah. ones where you go into the forest and you, like, nail in yeah. a nail to curse somebody. Like, that seems, like, way more... <laughs> yeah, that seems way easier. <laughs> <laughs> than what he went through? Where... Yeah, because I think for the voodoo one, you just need, like, bits of the person you're trying to curse, right? You don't actually have to, like, give up... You don't have to give up anything, like... From your body, I don't think. Yeah. So. I mean, I guess in a way, it's like, oh, to curse somebody, you need to pay a cost. He's definitely paying paying a cost. He really hates somebody. (laughs) Like, (laughs) really, really hates somebody. (laughs) So that's it for Kaidan this week. I hope you enjoyed some of these (laughs) scary people stories. stories. (laughs) There's more, like, I mean, there's so many, like, stalker-type stories in Japan. I mean, Japan has such a stalker (sighs) problem. I mean, I'm not going to say America does. No, there's, yeah, there's stalkers everywhere in the world, unfortunately, (laughs) where there's humans, there's stalkers. So, yeah, these are some of the scary ones from Japan. Um, Like usual, please follow our Instagram if you want to find out more. About yeah. some of the stories, and it's at Kaidan Scary Stories. Yes, I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, Kaidan Scary Stories, and we'll like post up photos and just extra show notes. Yeah, um, that's Thank it. You Thank you for, for listening. listening. Stay safe. Stay safe. Join us again next Monday. Bye. Bye.